Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing the 2018 Netflix original film, When We First Met. Ooh, keeping it topical. This came out this year. Can you believe it? Can you honestly believe it? Because no one has talked about it. Um, I can believe people haven't talked about it um, after uh, you, seeing it. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I might based on many factors, but it's, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't feel fresh. This is the second Netflix film that has, ex- I think, like, I don't know. I can't keep track of all of them, but this is the second Netflix film that we've done on the show that's basically just a rehashing of Groundhog Day. The yeah. first one being Naked, which came out last year. And that was that was a real I'm just wondering what the 2019 one's gonna be. Naked was a real trip. That was one of our wackiest, I would dare say there that was, was a, one of our wackiest. Wasn't episodes. that the one with Brian McKnight in it? I think so. Let me pull it up now. I think so. I think Brian Mc I think Brian McKnight has like a cameo, like multiple cameos. Where yes, like, he does. I remember that now. And we're both like, why are you, why are you there, uh, Brian? Yeah. You don't need this. I don't. You don't need to do this. So you when better we, things to do. When we first met stars, so many people. We got me. Alex Daddy. We have a once true... again Alexandra Daddario on the show again. She's this is her third again. third time, I believe. I think so because we we did burying the X. Yes, we did the layover. Yeah, and now we're doing when we first met. And I just honestly, I, I expect to see her again in a month. You know, she's she's just. She's in a lot of these movies. She's she it's really is. And I recently saw Baywatch and she's not that great in that either. So I'm just wondering, I mean no one's great in Baywatch, but well we debated um I I think it was the layover when we had that episode when you and I discussed her and how it's like we have this sense of wanting to root for her but we don't know if she's actually a good actress with bad roles or a mediocre slash bad actress with bad roles. And I feel like this movie had an, an just enough potential that it settled the score that she's not actually a good actress. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things. She is just constantly just the hot, cool girl. And it yeah. doesn't seem like she knows how to bring anything more to the role when you can compare it to like Megan Fox, who brings like so much to that role. Yeah. And it's just, she just can't, I don't I don't know what she needs to do. Like maybe she needs Me to become like a horror villain. And maybe? I don't know if like yeah, and I I don't know if it's like in some of her early movies the direction was just be the hot cool girl and then she just doesn't and then her roles are similar enough that she just keeps doing that forever. That's what I'm it not seems sure like. because I want to believe that she can do more. I I think she can, but will she? <sighs> And I mean, we got Adam Devine here. We He's have okay in the lead. I <laughs> this is this is one of those things where, like, I've never wanted two people to end up together less, and it's and a huge part of that is because one of those people is Adam Devine because I do not. <laughs> Why is he here? <laughs> I mean, what is he doing? <laughs> it was interesting, like some with specific uh comedic actors and right now we're talking about adam divine but there's others i just can't think of them right now um when i see them in this kind of role i i sit back and i ask myself did he push for this is this is this something he wants to expand himself into does he want to get into rom-coms or did somebody try to force him into this and and with adam divine it feels like he wants it and I'm sorry. And I, I, I'm, but I'm kind of like, well, why? I'm really sorry. I love I'm, the genre, I'm, obviously. I, I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see how he, fi- okay. I'm biased because, okay. So I have yeah, three you know, little, you need to tell the people. I this, have three Jordan. little <laughs> sisters and I, I mentioned them in the last episode too. I'm, I'm going to probably mention them all the time because I love them. Um, so I've watched a lot of children's cartoons and I admit that, even though I do not live with them anymore, I'm still obsessed with watching children's cartoons. It's just a habit. Well, it's like, <laughs> first of all, cartoons are fun. 
Um, and even when they're bad, I feel like I learn a lot about what's going on culturally. Yeah. Um, like, cause you learn a lot based on what children are seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm really invested in that. And I also like, I also, I also am a writer and have some like children's pilots that I'm working on anyway. I'm not plugging, plugging my work. Um, but, uh, there was a show. <laughs> It was called Uncle Grandpa. It is about a character who is everyone in the world's uncle and grandpa, I believe, is the plot. (laughs) And he just, like, travels around, like, in his van or something and, like, tries to parent everyone. Anyway, he has an entire... He has a little entire like brood of people with him. And one of them is a talking slice of pizza with sunglasses (laughs) and legs. And his name is Pizza Steve. And Adam Devine played Pizza Steve. And it's not a random like he just showed up some episodes. Adam Devine played Pizza Steve for 118 episodes. Pizza Steve. Full commitment. Do you, and do you feel like <laughs> he went full method for Pizza Steve? I really do. Do you think he sat in a, in a large cardboard box that he constructed when he was stoned? I think Pizza Steve was actually written for Adam Devine because he's just like a little asshole who just happens to be a slice of pizza. <laughs> and oh like gosh. every single role, like it's like a, it's, he's a pizza bro. And everything that I see him in, Pitch Perfect, this, Workaholics, whatever else this man is, in, he's fucking everywhere. Uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. It's still Pizza Steve. You could actually replace this character in this movie with Pizza Steve. Same character, in my opinion, except I don't know how I'd feel about Pizza Steve having sex. But he just he reminds me of a lot of guys who have dated my cousins. Um, oh no, <laughs> where where like about I would, cousins? Are they okay? <laughs> I mean, I have I have fifty cousins on one side, just first cousins, because my parents both come from big families, and they all had a bunch of kids. And well, my mom also has like a bunch of half siblings, and then on the other side, I have like thirty cousins or something. Okay, or a lot. Wow. If any of my cousins are listening, they're gonna be like fifty. Oh, wow. <laughs> but there's a lot of cousins, so not all cousins, but. There's definitely, yeah, he just reminds me of a guy that I would meet at, like, a, a family reunion. And so they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, uh, Annie's dating him. Ugh. And I'd be like, oh, why? <laughs> and But, you know, I mean, I was saying this to you before we started recording. I'm actually surprised that I don't have a thing against him. Like, despite yeah, the fact. Yeah, you said that you don't have a problem with any of the workaholics. Yeah, I don't. And it's very off-brand for me. Um, it's, it's it, like, it, it almost causes a little bit of an identity issue for me. I find. Um, as someone who rails against so many uh, kind of bro-y comic you know, dudes. For some reason, Andrew's home, which is the one that's like the most traditionally attractive and like in the most things, I'm actually, I like, I actually find him to be funny and entertaining, especially on the Mindy Project, which is a show where I find really only half the cast funny. Yeah, <laughs> like it's very hit and miss with uh, Mindy Project. But um, but I felt like Andrew's is funny. Um. I don't. I had to look up the redheaded one, who I've been calling the redheaded one forever. His name is Blake. Blake is hot. I don't know if I feel that he is funny, but he is indeed hot. So there's well, that. I don't think. I mean, <laughs> you know, can a man be hot and funny? I don't know. You know this is a question for Christopher Hitchens. I if feel he was alive. <laughs> um, He's dead, right? I hope so. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, out of all the workaholics to be in this one, I'm really surprised it's it's this. I'm really surprised it's Pizza Steve, and I feel like I might just call him that through the. I, I think you should. I think it's going to bring more spirit. Um, to our, you know, our really intellectual um, analysis of this high art. Okay, and so I usually say the director and writer up top, but I I had so much to rant about. Okay, the director is Ari Sandel, and Ari Sandel or Sandel, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be like, is your name Sandel? I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be like, is your name Sandel? <laughs> Getting that tattooed on my lower back. Tweet him. <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> trying to record a podcast here. <laughs> uh, he's he's done a bunch of work for shows, but the only other movie he has directed is The Duff, which is 
Duff stands for designated ugly fat friend. And no, I have not seen it, so I cannot speak to its I quality. I mean, because of because of what you because of the definition of deaf, like why would you want to see it? Exactly. Why would I, I want to see it? Why would I mean, anyone want to see it? I mean, and I just don't like the idea of Mae Whitman, who I'm pretty sure was 30 years old when that playing movie was a filmed. high school. I was supposed yeah, to feel like, bad about herself. There's me. so yeah, much. Like, they they must have put like padding on her or something because I've never seen Mae Whitman like way more than like a thumb. Tech. Like, are we kidding? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, that's like a U-Haul worth of bullshit to unpack, and I'm not I, ready. Yeah, no, we don't have time. Um, the writer is John Whittington. So I guess he's the one to really blame here. Whittington. Um, okay, so I, I didn't tell Bronwyn what his other writing. No, she are. actually told me specific. <laughs> I need you all to know this. She specifically said, "Don't look at what the writer has written because I want to tell you." On while we're recording. <laughs> so. Okay, so his two writing credits are co-writing both the Lego Batman movie <laughs> and no. the Lego Ninjago movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What the fuck? Like what? <laughs> I what are we doing? Uh like I don't even The Lego Batman movie is great, by the way. This isn't a laugh at that. This is a why are you doing this well, movie, Lego writing person? What are you Lego are writing you, man? Why are you here? You could be anywhere. <laughs> no we one were, asked you to be here. We were rooting for you. He was like, Yeah, I'll... I mean that's you know, one thing that I've been thinking about you know, doing this podcast is how many writers in Hollywood who we've come across who write on other good things but have no relevant experience with rom-coms just i think they just think that it's so easy to write a good rom-com i believe that and that's why there's so many bad rom-coms right exactly <laughs> yeah because it's just like this They're is not like, oh that's a dumb genre and i'm like well you you did not elevate it <laughs> Yeah, like I, I'm so, like I really enjoyed the romance in the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> you you were like, please distill <laughs> that into a movie it with Adam real. Devine, aka what Pizza Steve, <laughs> so, so, so that I can so that I can never want to see love on screen again. Oh my god! Like, uh, okay. So the plot of this movie, like we said, it's kind of like a Groundhog Day thing. Adam. Pizza Steve um, <laughs> finds out that the girl that he's in love with, uh, Dadario, Dadaz. Daddy. Um, uh, sh- I'm going to call her daddy and you can call him Pizza <laughs> <Daddy>. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, um, she's getting married to uh, in, um, a character played by Robbie Amell, who is uh, Ar- Arrow's little brother. The guy who plays Arrow, that's his little brother. And... I actually have no beef with Robbie Amell. I think that he, I've always thought that he was funny. I've always thought that he was adorable. He's played, he once played um, Fred in a straight to DVD um, Scooby-Doo movie. And I thought that he was a great Fred. Oh, he would be a (laughs) great Fred. Yeah, I was just like, what a cutie. He's very pure. Yes. I mean, he might be like a horrible like person, but. Oh, two, two straight to DVD Scooby-Doo movies. Wow. Hey, we all find our beat. Yeah. I, so like, I really liked him. Oh, he was on Life with Derek. Oh, we're getting deep into Canadian television here. Anyway, I like Robbie Amell. His older brother, I do not like. Sorry. <laughs> I hate that guy. That's okay. Um, I'm not married to him. Yeah. Emotionally. Just, yeah. Nope. We're legally. <laughs> um, and so like, so, so like daddy is with, you know, Robbie Amell and they seem fine. Um, but, but pizza Steve is upset because like, I don't know, like his whole thing is just that like, they uh, they're getting married uh, and they're in love and like I always wanted to be with her and now I'm not going to get my chance so his way of dealing with it is just like binge drinking and like making a whole scene to the point where sh- where where daddy has to go and like be with him and like comfort him blah 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 and then and then you know at her wedding this is her wedding and it's it's daddy's at her wedding it's well it's (laughs) not a wedding it's her is this a rehearsal it's like an engagement party which is weird because i'm like wondering why she's she's wearing a white dress yeah why is she wearing her wedding dress at the engagement party that's tacky as hell but that's but that's actually what it is like because i thought yeah oh yeah because but yeah because then when they were doing when he returns it's it's always the engagement party okay so yeah so she's like comforting him yeah and like you said 
he's he's obsessed with her because they met years ago at a Halloween party and like had some nice banter and he like didn't end up going and like he didn't succeed in going in for the kiss and he got friend zone. Like that's basically what it is and he didn't get over it years later. I'm like grow the hell up. I mean dude. all this time yeah it just he took he like took we've all so had feel, long. We've all had those feel like those people where we're like inexplicably can't get over them for a while. Like, and I can empathize with that. But the way he handles this and the way he refuses to let her go is like pathological. <laughs> yeah, and I just don't understand why he would wait until then to really do anything about it. It's been such a long time because, like, yeah. I I don't believe for a second that um Robbie Amell, who plays the character named Ethan, I don't believe for a second that Ethan would just like automatically be like, "Let's get married." I feel like Ethan like courted her time. and was like very so. There was plenty of time for him to be like, "This is how I feel," and I just need to know what you think, you know, before anything gets too deep with you and Ethan. Like, but he just doesn't do any any of that he's just like <laughs> also <laughs> yeah he's like on the bench but he never asked the coach to play like you it's know? just it's so yeah why am i using sports metaphors i don't know <laughs> but it's 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 cute like i just don't yeah it's it just doesn't make sense and then yeah. of course ethan comes in and ethan's just like he he's got he's like here's a vitamin water and here's some crackers and let me show you where the pepto bismol is and this guy's fucking great yeah so he's so he's just a good guy and like he obviously cares about daddy and he's not even pressed about pizza steve he's just like okay this is your friend you know um and it's it's obviously ethan has known him for a while because he's kind of just been a hovering dude yeah, yeah, Ethan, that's the thing, like, it, once again, it's a situation where, like, he's a nice guy, and I want her to be with him, so it's just, like, like, why? Like, from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he's never mean, ever, I'm, not even in any of the alternate no... universes that he goes to. He, Ethan is nice in every single Ethan's one of them. Ethan's always nice. We're never given a reason, like, I feel like there's this assumption, because he's centered as a protagonist, that we automatically want what he wants, and that's a mistake that a lot of these bad rom-coms make is they they rely on us to be on the protagonist's side without giving us any actual reason so it's like we're supposed to automatically root for him to steal daddy from ethan without having any there's no like even the scene of them bantering it it's not it's their banter is not deep enough for me to say oh you know what yeah they have such a, an intense connection they need to realize that um, it's just like, oh yeah, they're flirting at a party. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry that you've never met another woman who flirted with you. I don't believe that pizza, Steve. It's, it's so, it's so weird because like, I guess we're not supposed to like, my guess is that we're not supposed to like Ethan because he's traditionally attractive, but it's just like, but it's not like, <sighs> it's not like, um, pizza Steve is like downtrodden, you know, like, like Ethan is, um, Ethan is conventionally attractive, but he's like way nicer. And it's not like, it's not like a uh, pizza Steve gets bullied or like deals with stuff that Ethan doesn't. He's just like, I don't know. Shitty. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like it's not like he's like, like he a, just like, doesn't like, he just doesn't have like nice suit jackets, you it's, know? Yeah, it's, like, not, it's not like people are mean to him. No, like he's got friends. People obviously like, like him even when they're annoyed. Yeah, it's so it's such a weird premise, and also, oh yeah, there's another there's another girl, um, the the Carrie. one the one who he obvi who he ends up with, played by um Shelley Hennig, and she's best known for starring in Unfriended, the first one, and Ouija, the first one, which is funny because I've heard that Unfriended two is better than the first one, and Ouija two was also better than the first one, and she was in the first of both of them. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I've heard I've heard like serious film critics be like Unfriended Dark Web is like a is like a great horror movie and like writing whole essays about it and I was just like, "Wow, Unfriended Dark Web?" All right. I have not seen. I kind of need to see it now Yeah, cuz I mean everybody hated the I mean the if first it's Unfriended. if it's important <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta see it I so mean, you can have your opinion. Oh my god! And she and be part of the discussion. And she also starred in Teen Wolf, which is a show that I tried to watch the other day, and I I just realized that I was too old. I've only watched <laughs> um 
I've only seen bits of Teen Wolf like projected at bars like at 1 a.m. It's we- like, isn't it weird when you realize that there are just something? It's not even that I'm too old for all teen shows. It's just some of them. Like some of them I'll watch them and I'm just like, yeah. I'm too old for this yes, specific like the, kind the of teen The tone and show. the energy of this yeah. actually just makes me tired and I side with the parents and the principals and like any authority figure. And that makes me feel Old. Oh and yeah, it makes me feel <laughs> Teen Wolf. Teen, teen Wolf made me feel ancient. Like, like I was just like, is that it? Also, the older Wolf in Teen Wolf was like he played like a kid on Seventh Heaven, and oh I was gosh. just like, oh my god, I can't deal oh with it. Gosh, I rewatched um uh, the 2003 Freaky Friday uh, this week, and the whole time I was like, man. Jamie Lee Curtis is cool as hell. I want to hang out with her. Like, she's like a cool, like, she's like the psychologist with a book. Like, and she's a cool mom. So the whole time I was just like, I want to hang out with Lindsay Lohan's mom. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> how times change. Oh, yes. I want to hang out with everyone's mom. God, this movie, like, who cares? It's um, just, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's Groundhog Day. So basically, you know, he's sick at the engagement party. And then Carrie, the friend, is driving him. And she's just kind of like, dude, like, you need to get yourself together this is daddy's day and then and then she's just like and then he's just like look i've always been in love with her blah 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 and carrie's just like who gives a shit which good for her yeah carrie is like the voice of reason in the whole movie because she's just always rolling her eyes at pizza steve and she's just like dude get over yourself and carrie like takes him to the piano bar that he works at i think is that yeah he works at a piano bar he's a pianist and there's uh there's uh, he goes into the photo booth while he's drunk and he puts the money in and he's just like I wish I could go back to the day that we first met and I would just do everything differently and that's the movie it's the movie the movie is him trying to trick a woman who all who does not want him into wanting him by using information that he already knows about her and just going back in time and just like tweaking it and like a really bit. killing it at this <laughs> Halloween party. Like he keeps on like changing his it's costume. So, I, like I would say it's stressful, but like it's it's not even stressful. It's just like oh, you're messing it up another way. Okay, like the first time he goes back. Of course, you know there's the scene where he's realizing where he's like, wait, what's what's going on? You know, it's 2014 now. Like what? Like. I'm a time traveler, you know, and, and he, but once he figures it out, he's like, Oh, okay. And so the first time that he goes back to the Halloween party, he's over the top. Like he's predicting exactly what she'll say. He's freaking her out to the point. Oh, he, before he goes to the party, he runs into Carrie and he's like, Hey Carrie. Cause he doesn't realize. Oh my God. What a fucking idiot. And it's like, he doesn't, he knows that he's time traveled at that point, but he's still like, you know, he's forgetting. And so he completely freaks her out and, and Carrie thinks he's a stalker because she has all the, he has all this information about her and daddy. Um, and then when he meets daddy, he, he, you know, keeps trying to predict what she'll say. (laughs) (laughs) And then when he goes home with daddy, like Carrie comes home and she freaks out and she's like, that's the stalker guy. And they beat him with a tree and it's awesome. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so weird. Also, these party scenes. Okay, so these party scenes are just like insane because the very first party scene, it's just like like you said, their banter is bad, but it's also just like slut shaming and weird. Like they're just like mad at other people for making out at a party. It's like you go to parties to make out and find people to have sex with. And they and it's a Halloween <laughs> party. Like you- that's like an extra slutty holiday, and I mean slutty in like the positive way. Like you go. You don't go to a big Halloween rager and then judge people for making out. And it's like, just, just yeah. <laughs> you don't have to make out, but like if that's not your bag, don't go to a big rager. Everything that they say to each other is so ridiculous. So whenever they like, whenever it's like recreated in any way, it's like I still hate it. Like, like yeah. I mean, there's nothing that's really gonna top the this exchange. Do you like jazz? Do I like breathing? <laughs> At some point, my next note was, what kind of white is this? Whoa, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know what that is. It's just like you're at a, you're at a Halloween party and you're just like, you know, we should just leave and go to a piano bar. You, There's probably Halloween parties at piano bars. Why are you even here? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah, there's like... Like, I'll admit, the first time they make banter, I'm like, okay, that's cute. Like, that's flirting, sure. But then every time he goes back... I'm less and less convinced that 
that they even know how to talk to each other on any level, uh, like flirt at all. Like I was never on board for his delusion, um, but I just become less. And I mean, part of that is the way it's supposed to be, it, like the way that the script was written. Um, but I'm just like, okay, yeah, she's pretty. Um, and you're like, like, I don't know, like what else? Like, and I'm not saying she doesn't have anything else, but it just seems like he's projecting a lot onto her, but he doesn't even let her get a word in edgewise. Like for being so obsessed with her, he doesn't even let her talk. Well, yeah, because like, okay. So when they first meet at the first party, he's, he's Garth from Wayne's world and she's a character from a league of their own. And later on in the movie, like during the twist, we find out that she's never even seen a league of their own. She's just borrowing Carrie's costume, which begs the question, (laughs) you know, I feel like he would have found that out earlier. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, like if he was really talking to her. Knowing someone for years, like, like I don't know, it would have come up later that night. And if it didn't, he would have eventually found out if yeah. it was such an important detail it's to him. so strange that she to me likes that he doesn't find this out movie until the end that of the is movie. very popular and good. Um, yeah, League of Their Own, good movie. It's great, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, that that twist, I was like, okay, you would have found so that strange. out. Strange, like, yeah. how did you not know? It was almost just like, did you feel like the ending twist? Because a uh, spoiler alert, friends, he ends up with Carrie instead of Daddy. But like, it seems like what happened was is that like everything that he thought was cool about Daddy is actually cool about Carrie. But it's like you've all known each other for years. How do you not know all this stuff about them yet? Have you does has Daddy just been lying to you this whole time or did she like secretly like research everything that you liked or did you just never listen to Carrie when she talked? I just don't understand how I, you could have gone this long without knowing. I really got the feeling that he never listened to Carrie when he talked because multiple and <clears throat> multiple conversations that they had she would just she would essentially say that she'd be like you know we don't really talk like she would essentially be like you're obviously into daddy yeah and i'm her friend like and, and that was that was a really big subtext and i mean that was definitely a subtext when he was going back in time in the different you know parallel realities where where carrie was always there and she was always kind of just to the side but but yeah like you said it was this it, I felt like there was just an inconsistency in the way it was written um where I was confused because yeah I'm seeing him live through these um alternate realities some of which he's really close to them and some of which he's less close to them and like maybe you know hooking up with daddy but not dating her or dating her but not close to her um but the beginning of the movie doesn't really clarify enough for us to know like how their friendship formed after that party you know yeah there's like, yeah there's all not we a lot know of information is that he didn't get the kiss and then she hugs him and she says it's so he nice to have a guy zoned. friend yeah which i'm like where that's so terrible <laughs> maybe your first move shouldn't have been making fun of people kissing <laughs> if that's what you wanted to do uh, yeah it's yeah it doesn't make so also an, an annoying thing have you noticed that when Pizza Steve plays the piano, he uses a voice that I find deeply uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. No, like his like kind of trying to be black voice. Yes. Oh, yeah, I for just, sure. What is that? Yeah. Who? Like he's like, hey, I have soul. Uh, let me pretend to be black. This is it's so strange. And she's strange. like, oh, I love it. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Like even his black friend, which, oh, yeah, he has a black friend. Yes, he does. Who you might as well call black friends because, I mean, that's really it's it. very like he's fully the trope. Yeah. Like where he's like more stylish and like kind of cooler, but we don't he's not actually given like his own life. Oh my god! He I does just, have a. Recur- I did like how his friend had the recurring bit where he like talks about women he's into, and he always says they're an old soul. <laughs> did you notice that? <laughs> he like throughout the movie he mentions several like different women in the different parallel universe, and like it doesn't matter what she does, he'll be like, "Yeah, you know, she's a photographer. She's an old soul." And like, <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, I, I actually really liked him. I kind of wanted like more of him because like it's weird. He keeps on asking um Carrie for dates, but he does it in a way that like somehow doesn't annoy me because he's just like you know because he does it so slight. He's just like you know we should discuss this over dinner, and she's just like nope and like that's the end like he doesn't ever do anything else he'll just like ask yeah. once during an exchange yeah and then which and it's also like honestly like 
I find him more attractive than um, Pizza Steve. Oh, totally. Um, so, so it's just weird to me that I mean, to be fair, Carrie shuts everyone down like yeah. pretty much the whole movie. Like that's kind of her personality. She's just like go away um, until like the end when eventually she ends up with um, Pizza Steve. So I don't feel like it's personal, but I am like he's way he's got his stuff way more together than Pizza Steve. Like yeah, you should does. go on a date with him. He's cute. Yeah, he dresses he, nice. He, he becomes, he'll take you to a nice dinner. You know. Yeah, and like he's like good at his job too. The only time like they're in some parallel universes, um, Pizza Steve takes his job, but like in each one, you can tell that he's like competent and like very driven. Yes, and it's just that like Pizza Steve just sucks. Like he knows what he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I noticed that like I, I'm looking up these actors, and I see that they keep on popping up in a lot of the same things, especially um, Little Amel and um, and uh, the guy that we were talking about. God, what's his name? We should we should definitely name the black actor. We should definitely do that. His name is Andrew. Batchelor. Yeah, yeah. We should not just be like, oh, black friend. <laughs> his, <laughs> that doesn't help the problem, right? His, his name is Andrew Bachelor. Um, and yeah, I see that they're in a lot of the same stuff. And I also I don't know if you noticed this in the credits, but um, this movie is produced by McGee. Um, <laughs> wow, I did not catch that. So what I think is going on is that McGee is in the business with these actors because I'm looking in a few McGee projects, including the McGee directed Netflix original film, The Babysitter. These actors are in like a bunch of these actors are in it, like Bachelor is in it, Little Amel is in it. Like, I think think this is like a, a McGee project. Interesting. Okay. Uh, McGee. I don't know if we're ever going to need to. Oh, wait, he directed This Means War. So, yes, we will cover him. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to say, I don't know if he fits into our purview, but. I mean, because the big we, things that he did was This Means War and I think the the two Charlie's Angels movies. Right. Yeah. And we can't. Yeah. And we can't do Charlie's Angels. We can't. Obviously. Do, we can't. Um, for a lot of reasons. But we can do This Means War. Yeah. Um. <laughs> This is so. This is such weird. Because like, it's again, a weird movie. Because it's like this is, this is what we call the bro rom com. Here we are again with the bros, and what do the bros want? The bro wants the woman, and the bro doesn't want to be in the friend zone, and it's, and we gotta empower the geeks. Even though Adam Devine isn't a geek, he's just a shorter bro than other bros. <laughs> yeah. He's like a shorter bro who's not ripped. Like that's like, that is it. But he's yeah. still like at the frat party. I oh, believe for that sure. 100%. Yeah, and like and and like we both said earlier, he's not he wasn't bullied, you know. He's not he's not getting called names. He's not yeah. Like maybe he was in band. Like I don't know. Like it's not that big of a deal. Um but yeah, it's 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 interesting because it's another, and I've noticed this with some of the other bro rom coms. This thing where he's really obsessed with this woman, but he doesn't seem to know anything about her, and he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he listens. He definitely doesn't ever listen to her talk in this. It's all about his projection and his infatuation. And I mean, that would make more sense if he had only known her a few months. But he's supposedly been her friend for years. You would think by then. Even if he had feelings for her, it wouldn't be in infatuation anymore because he would he would see that she's right. a full human being, and sometimes she's annoying, or, or so they exhausting. disagree about stuff, or and, you know. So there are just like so many parallel universe versions of this asshole. Like there's one where he in one he in wears one, leather pants. Oh my god! In one version of the party, his his approach is to be really really dickish to her. Which leads to them, like, apparently fucking for years, but, like, he treats her like shit and, like, doesn't want to commit. So when he's like, oh, no, I want to, like, be with her, nobody believes him. And he also has, like, frosted tips in this universe. Yeah, I want to punch him in the face <laughs> in this universe. And it's so weird because then, you know, of course, like, Ethan shows up and Ethan's just like, hey, we're all going to go for our morning run. And he's just like, look at this guy. And somehow, like, I, I'm not mad at Ethan. Like, like... Normally, if somebody suggested I go for a morning run with a group of friends, I would just be like, I hate you. I'm so proud of you for doing this exercise. But like, that is the last thing I want to do with my friends is go run. 
But like with Ethan, I would probably say yes. I would just I would be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do that with you. Yeah. Like you inspired me to to do this. Honestly, you know? if I had a, like a friend that was like as nice as him and they were just like, let's go running. I feel like I would just do it because I'm just like, what a sweetie. Like, yeah. I'd be like, just, I don't want to make you sad. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. like I feel I, I feel like um, Pizza Steve's just insistence on trying to tear apart this relationship drove me towards Ethan. Yeah, because there's just nothing wrong with him. It's just like, it, it's basically like just we're supposed to be jealous of him. Yeah, and, and that's again, like, it's very much written from the male perspective in that sense where we're supposed to hate him because he's like, good to women like i don't get it like are we supposed to hate him he's not like, just good to women he's good to everyone yeah like, he's just a good person and, and it's like this thing that i've noticed um in bro rom-coms but also other movies especially comedies that are written from a male perspective where they show the the comedic male lead is like bitter against this guy who like reads books and cooks dinner oh and like God. is nice to the woman that they like and I'm and like they they like try to find some way to tear that guy down like oh that guy's whipped or that guy's like you know pretentious and I'm like no he's just evolved and you haven't done that and you feel bad about yourself so maybe like go read a book <laughs> like it's, yeah it's, like it's, you can do that too like you can so be weird. your own version like it's, yeah it's just like oh he's perfect and it's like no he's not perfect he's not perfect it's he's just, just like, that, like his trying. flaws aren't like his you flaws know. aren't how he defines himself he doesn't he doesn't he's not like yeah i'm a mess like i'm you know always you know drunk and late it's like he tries a little bit which is vulnerable and scary you know so <sighs> team yeah. ethan i guess um and so one time he, there's the last time, well, not the last time, but one of the last like big times that he goes back, he actually does get her and they're, they like have a house together and they're going to get engaged and blah, blah, blah. And you find out that he's just like fat, which I mean, fat, and I say fat with finger quotes. He's really not. He's just like a little pudgy. Um, you figure out that he's like a baker and that he's like an office drone and that he like stole the job from his friend who who's oh his friend's name is Max by the way the that actor um bachelor his name's Max um stole the job and you know it's yeah it's weird and then he just basically he's the business guy trope you know yeah. like he he um and he's like always orders gone. in to the corner office and he's never home and he has this big house and he's he's engaged to daddy but she's it, it's implied that she's cheating on him um or just like really un she's definitely unhappy with him yeah. um and um yeah it's 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 very much the like the business, the rich businessman who's not emotionally connected trope. Yeah, yeah. Like, who, like, threw everyone under the bus, like, threw his best friend under the bus. And then he's just like, and then he's just like, why won't she love me? And it's just like, she, she does love you, like, as a friend. Like, in all these universes, she loves you as a friend. Even when you're about to get married, she loves you as a friend. Which probably means that she will always love you as a friend, no matter what you do. And it's annoying that we need this whole fucking exercise for him to figure that out. She was going to marry someone else. It's not like she was, like, at gunpoint. Like, what are... I mean, it's interesting. I think it's interesting that we are doing this movie so soon after my best friend's wedding. You know, um, and I mean, the plots are certainly very different, but the, the concept of this person who doesn't even seem like they actually want the other person trying to tear apart a relationship. Like, let's get Cameron Diaz from My Best Friend's Wedding and Ethan together. <laughs> oh, my and, like, God. Let that would be them a... have an adorable little oh marriage. Oh, my God. That right? would be like a beautiful, like tall, like very, very angular couple. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah. Like, it's just such shit. And then, like, he basically realizes, oh, in all of these different parallel universes versus the person that I always end up talking the most to is Carrie because I <laughs> so I guess I'm in love with Carrie now and then he goes back to try to get Carrie and there's there's a universe where they sleep together and then they still don't end up together and he's upset and then he fucking goes to her house and is just like wait but like we're supposed to end up together and she's just like we slept together like a long time ago and like it doesn't 
did they sleep? It was like they we did something a long time ago. Yeah, they they did sleep together. Yeah, and and it meant nothing. And now I'm gonna be with someone else. And he was just like, he was just like, no, blah, everything's ruined. And then he goes back again. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. Why? Like, he, like, what I don't get is that we. It's <laughs> uh, like unless I miss something major, it's not um, necessarily defined. Like, where I don't know where they're supposed to be living, but they're definitely in a large city, and he's like a young, eligible guy. Like, he works at a piano bar. That's cool. Um, he can just get Tinder. I don't know why he has to be with one of the two women he hangs out with. This is like ridiculous. It's so this is ridiculous. Weird. Yeah, just go on Tinder, dude. Like, and maybe try to learn something from this weird time traveling thing and meet someone new. Yeah, it's so I don't know. And like at some point, um, <laughs> at some point, um. Andrew Bachelor like basically tells us exactly how we're supposed to feel about the movie. He just like goes into this like long thing about like how blah 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 and you like you can't change these things and you have to do this. And I'm just like, really? You gave him this role? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't even I just I felt bad that Andrew Bachelor like had to try to help Pizza Steve the whole time and he didn't just get to go I don't know. I just wanted I to see a shot is, of yeah. him like living his best life. And I mean, it was implied in the movie that he was doing like he was doing well yeah. you know um i'm not worried about him i was just like man what a waste of time like this is a toxic friendship and you need to set boundaries yeah yeah that's how i felt um <laughs> it's uh, just okay and so like he i don't even understand what happens like he basically the last time that he goes back he does everything exactly the same. I guess he just goes back with the knowledge that he should, I guess, pay attention to Carrie when she talks. Like, I think that that's really it. He just realizes, oh, I shouldn't change anything about that night. I should just pay attention to her. Yeah, because when he goes back, they end up right at the beginning of the movie at the engagement party. And when she and then he's just like, you know, you want to get out of here. And then instead of talking about daddy, he like just hangs out with Carrie and does and does Carrie stuff. And then he ends up with Carrie and we're, we're, we're supposed to And then there's like a montage of photos at the end of like them being the whitest couple on earth, like like on swing sets and Uh, like in piles of leaves and you know, um, (laughs) it's, I mean, you know, and it's again, it's like, it's, uh, more polished than some of the movies that we cover for sure. You know, it, I, it's 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 a movie. It's it's constructed. Um, I, there's some jokes that are funny. Um, I didn't. I wasn't angry. I wasn't. But I also I don't have the same history with Pizza Steve that you do. I okay. My problem with this. Um, my my problem is that like. It just it just reminds me how fucking stunted men are, and it just that and that's what really gets. I was me. thinking about it. It actually makes me sad because it makes men seem stupid, and it I'm not really saying does. that like because I'm trying to be salty, but like the fact that men were at the helm and it's supposed to be from a male perspective, it made me sad. I was like, I don't want like as as much as I like to roast dudes, um, I don't want them to be like this. Right. I, I don't want to believe that they're this stupid, and I know many of them aren't but like it, it's very reductive because it, it, it's just very it, it's very bad that they need this entire that that basically this movie is telling us that a man would need this entire adventure just to accept that he cannot have whatever and whoever he wants yeah and he all and also to learn to pay attention to other women aside from the one that he idolizes and not just for fucking but just to like listen to women when they talk because he might because, actually like what you know he they're hears. human beings with ideas and thoughts and you can be their friend without wanting to fuck them first and i mean it made me think of like this meme that has been a facebook banner for many people um that says um, it's like in the style of those inspirational quotes and it says support women you're not attracted to. And it just made me think of that because he's very much that character of a, of, of a, he's a guy that sadly there are many like this, um, a straight guy who only pays attention to, to women if it's the one that he wants to be with or the few that he wants to be with. And it doesn't like, like literally those are the only two women in the movie 
there's no other women. Yeah. Like they don't have other female friends. Like nope. there's there I don't think there's other women that speak in this movie. Oh my god. It's only the women that are there f- to he be has romantic an as- interests. He has an assistant. He has an in one in one universe he has an assistant who like gives him his whole itinerary. Oh, That's the only other yes. woman. Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and it's like I I feel like that tunnel vision shows the lack of humanity that that men like this see in women and and like I know that sounds really dark and heavy for a movie like this but it's all these subtleties that add up you know it's it's the f- know, like oh we're not going to have a funny female maybe, friend who's not there to eventually have sex with um maybe the folks behind the the Lego franchise and friends of McGee should all just like sit down and you I mean, know, yeah, watch some I mean, films directed by women. Very it's shocked that the the makers of the Lego franchise did not create a, a very a complex <laughs> world full of full of uh, full of dynamic women and and nuanced evolved men. I don't know what like where where did it all go wrong, Jordan? Like I was I was expecting some oh my some God. Pulitzer nuance oh, here. Oh. I don't know. Oh, so I mean. Wow! Like I, yeah, I, I mean, ate stra- I stress ate strawberries at one point during this movie, which is a funny stress food. Yeah, I'm I'm so sorry. I feel like a million years old, but like men, just like talk to women. You know what? My my suggestion. And it's funny because I know the men <laughs> who listen to this are are mostly the ones that already listen and appreciate women or mm-hmm. uh, or else they wouldn't be listening to us. Right, exactly. <laughs> they I wouldn't mean, like, be listening to our, Like, you wouldn't listen to us talk about rom-coms if you didn't think that women were smart and Right, you should, like, sneak this podcast um, into your friends so, who would so, totally like, identify That one bro Steve. friend that you have from, like, college that, like, kind of, you know is kind of shitty, but you, like, you love him still. Um, just, like, <laughs> get him to listen to our podcast oh yeah please do and like <laughs> or like watch something with him and like critically talk to him about it and see how he responds <laughs> yeah and just you know it's always good to you know experience media created by women or media that has you know a large amount of empathy for women or both um both is always good both is good yeah uh, <laughs> i just i don't even know what to what to what to what <laughs> just to watch Groundhog Day? <laughs> like, I mean, like I guess. Like I, uh, I keep on shaking the table literally so much through this episode. Like <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because the table is unsteady. So if you hear the table shaking, that's what that was. Maybe you didn't hear it, and I just let you know about something that just meant nothing. It was the earth trembling from our uh, <laughs> our cutting our cutting remarks about about Pizza Steve and Daddy. Oh my god! And their incompatibility. Steve. I'm never gonna not call her. I'm never gonna. I'm always gonna call her daddy on the podcast now. So just buckle up. Oh my god! What um, if she shows up on this podcast again? What? She will. She. She's like an all star. We should I send mean, her a plaque. Yeah. I. I <laughs> maybe we could send her a swag bag or something. We don't have swag, but we could still do that. What if we made like really murdery swag, like a handmade card that says "Bad Romance Podcast"? Oh my god! Like mail it to daddy. Yes. And, uh, her publicist is just like, I'm going to keep this. And I'm trying to think if anyone anyone involved in this has made movies that I would recommend. And I honestly can say no, like not really. I mean, like see the Lego Batman movie. Like, I'm pretty sure I got misty eyed a little bit during. Yeah, that, I get misty eyed. It's like a very everything. different yeah. misty eyed than than <laughs> any yeah. misty eyed we would get on this podcast right exactly <laughs> but yeah so i mean the lego batman movie is really the only thing but the fact that you're suggesting that makes me <laughs> like <laughs> i'm just like dead <laughs> um like so <laughs> in conclusion so in conclusion go lego, see the lego movie lego batman go um, see lego batman i heard that lego ninjago wasn't that good so i guess you can skip that i'll probably watch lego ninjago drunk at some point like i mean it's as, as it was un- meant to be watched me. unless you are a child um, um or with your child there's maybe. no romance yeah. that i can compare to this because this is just a bad idea 
I mean, like, Groundhog Day is fine, I guess. Like, Groundhog Day is still kind of a bad idea, but it's a bad idea executed well enough and it's old enough. And it was, like, the first one. And it's just, like, so it's, like, I'm not going to sit here and just be, like, Groundhog Day is problematic. Who gives a shit? Like, really? (laughs) Yeah, truly. (laughs) Truly. But, like, we don't need to make a bunch of bad Netflix versions of Groundhog Day. Like, the world, like, there are so many ideas out there that I would love to see on a bigger platform, and this is not one of them. Um, so. Um, I will say um, right before we end that there is a Groundhog Day. Um, there are two Groundhog Day um, concepts that I actually really like. Um, and there is Happy Death Day, which I think is a is a good and fun horror movie. And there is Before I Fall, which I think is an underrated teen drama. So those are the only other two Groundhog Day things that I would that I would recommend. Definitely watch Happy Death Day. Watch it with friends. It's 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 a good time. I have not seen before I fall. Uh, it's it's like very depressing, yeah. but I but I really I thought I thought it was depressing in a really thoughtful way. That's good, <laughs> and not <laughs> not just <laughs> not some you know textbook depressing, but yeah. some like real like meaty. Like because I mean a lot of teen stuff is kind of just like is just like hammy, and I mean yeah. before I fall is hammy, but it, it tries. But there's there's some heart there, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, anyway. So uh, you guys, um, <laughs> you guys are great, yep. and you should totally, you know, listen to us. I mean, I suppose you are if you're listening to this. You should um, listen to more of us, <laughs> but keep doing that, please. Uh, you can follow us um, on Twitter, uh, Bad Romance uh, Podcast, except with the uh, zero instead of the O, because yeah. there's some other people that. I'm not subtweeting with my mouth right now. Um, and also, I, uh, yeah, bad romance <laughs> pod with a zero, and uh, you know, you'll find yeah. cool stuff. We're everywhere. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. Um, and we this is our fifty first episode, <gasps> so we really Look just we we're, we're almost we're, at the year mark. We're passing thresholds and things. It's gonna be it's great. We've got so much more to cover because. So oh, I mean, I've like I, the fact that we've done. 50 I get multiple like <laughs> suggestions sent personally to me, and then our our Twitter gets suggestions. I know you get suggestions from people, and we still have a big Google Doc that we made a while back that's that we've barely dented. Can you so. imagine that we've done we've we done could, like we could do this podcast for like ten years? We've I, done fifty one of these, and we're not even close to being. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's and this is and again, we still make sure that they're the bad ones. There's so many good ones that we we have not let ourselves talk about yeah we've you know only occasionally about- we'll like crack and like do a kind of good one yeah yeah but like when we did with the big sick at the beginning of the year yeah exactly like big sick she's all that um yeah yeah that might be it that might be i don't know <laughs> anyway anyways you guys are great and we love you and we do um drink water please and do go to bed mm-hmm. okay bye bye Yeah, back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck.